May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture today is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Thank you, Garrett. So a word to um, perhaps some families visiting today. We have a children's area up in the back with some coloring and quiet fidgety things if little hands need some movement. I also want to note my new stole. Isn't it fun? I love it so much. My mom made it. Uh, Like many of my stoles, it's a reflection of love for me, who I am, and my ministry. And the thing about wearing these colors boldly is that it's easy to fear retaliation. (coughs) Excuse me. It's why many LGBTQIA2 plus folks don't show their authentic selves to everyone which is colloquially referred to as being in the closet. And in June, queer folk like me long ago decided that we weren't going to let fear of retaliation stop us from living our lives as ourselves. And after decades of civil disobedience and retaliatory violence, enough of us and our allies stood together and were recognized as legitimate. Slowly, laws have been changed, and we are up to the present day, where any consenting adult can marry another, regardless of the sex they were assigned at birth or their gender identity. And I know what happened on Friday for women, for trans men, for non-binary friends, and others who care about medical privacy. But at least for now, the weekend of June, this last weekend of June, is celebrated as LGBTQIA2 plus pride, or simply pride. And I want to take a moment to recognize that I think the Supreme Court decisions of Obergfell versus Hodge, which gave us marriage equality, is what made Pride such a celebration. Because if you've been to Pride in the last 10 years, it's a celebration. There is such joy. But I remember Pride before the Obergfell case, those pre-marriage equality Prides. They were fabulous but they had a somber tone. There was still rights that we were fighting for. It was a heavier tone behind all the glitter and the color. 
a heavier one that bore the weight of partners and gay spouses who couldn't visit loved ones in the hospital, banned from medical care choices because they couldn't get married. But we made progress. And I've actually critiqued gay pride parades in the last few years for being a little overly celebratory as pride was started as a protest, a violent one that eventually became civil when police stopped attacking first. But just two nights ago, peacefully protesting a loss of medical care choices, women were attacked by officers who shot tear gas out of the Arizona Capitol building. Now those of us called to the ministry of preaching often fall into two camps, pastoral, the nurturing and caring type, and prophetic, which often means telling unpleasant truths. And the prophetic edge of this sermon has me recognizing that if marriage equality is ever rolled back in the same way that a woman's right to make private medical decisions with her doctor has been, this may be the last celebratory pride we see for some time. As pride, I would guess, judging and knowing the people who attend it, it would revert back to what it used to be, a protest, a protest for rights, for validation of us as complicated human beings who deserve respect. Much like the protests in 1973, which turned to celebration when women won the respect and the right to make private medical decisions with their doctors. Now taking a step back, it's pretty easy to recognize parallels between the gay rights movement and abortion access, safe abortion access. It was impossible for me to ignore it and would be a disservice to those suffering, confused, scared, angry, if I did not. Yesterday, to be quite honest with you, I was a mess, connecting with as many of my youth and young families as I could. There was a lot of confusion, rage, and sadness amongst the weight of the day. But for today, Sunday morning, final Sunday in June, we at St. Luke honor pride, the movement for LGBTQIA2 plus equality, not that deadly sin. And you know, just a little side note, I think that it was called pride, honestly, just to poke fun at the idea that we are sinners because we refuse to live in fear of being so. We refuse to live in the fear that is given to us and forced upon us by homophobic ideologies and false prophets whose opinions no one asked for. And Jesus issues severe warnings against uh, false prophets in Matthew 7:15, echoing a stronger warning found earlier in Deuteronomy 18:20. 20. 
I'm a Bible nerd, y'all know that. And at Pride, we celebrate authenticity. My faith, my identity, y'all's acceptance of me as a full human being is a showing of love. Pride, I think, isn't about me coming out. It's about celebrating how being out means you'll be loved by being out. Because too many have been marginalized or killed by bigoted, homophobic, patriarchal beliefs. Pride, the festival, says no. You don't need to be straight to be loved. And yet, at Pride events, and really anywhere queer folk like myself might be, you'll also find self-proclaimed Christian advocates trying to put the fear of God, as they call it, into anyone who might not be straight. But as we heard this morning, whoever fears has not been perfected in love. This fear is why many stay closeted, never coming out publicly, and quite often, never coming out to themselves either, because fear has gripped our hearts. But claiming your authentic self when you are different than the heterocentric narrative, often pushed in ignorant media, politics, and some sitting justices' public intentions, in this time and country, as it has always been, if we're being real, in this country and around the world, it is scary to not be straight and yet still declare that publicly. It is a blessed act of civil disobedience at the very least. One that honors not only the one coming out, but every other lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, two-spirit, asexual, agender, intersex, and queer person who has ever come out or been outed and faced discrimination and hate for who they are and cannot change. We honor ourselves by not hiding in the closet while, other, while our siblings are oppressed and persecuted. We honor each other by naming who we are and whose we are. Loves. But naturally, with that comes fear. A fear of being real in a world where being real can be used against you and dangerous but to be perfected, perfected in love. Reminders of what being perfect, perfected in love look like. Thank you for this example. When we are perfected in love, we are relieved of fear. And coming out is a step towards perfect love. I fully believe that. It's a chance to honor someone. To honor that divine spark within us. I truly believe it is a sacred act to both come out and to witness one. 
Now I've come out twice. I have. Yeah. Such a good cousin. Yes, good job. good job. So I've come out twice, and both are seared in my mind for all time. Once I came out as bi, and the second time, maybe some of y'all remember, because it was when I came out as trans like a year ago, right here. And each time, I've been in safe communities. And each time, I have known in my head that it will be okay. It will. And yet, fear creeps in, threatens to creep in. So thank you, thank each and every one of you for the love and respect you have shown me and the rest of the queer community here at St. Luke. Speaking of the uh, LGBTQ community here at St. Luke, um, I'd like to invite my wife, uh, Laura, up here for just a few words. Special treat for you. Laura? Good morning. So most of you know now that I have been with Nora for about over 13 years now. Um, and although she didn't start out as Nora, um, she has now found her authentic self as a trans woman. And for myself, I've always known that I've identified as bisexual, which made this transition for us much easier. However, as time has gone on, I've realized that for me, there isn't that clear black or white of being attracted to men or women, which is why I would say I identify now as pansexual, being attracted to people as people, not dependent on their gender. So here we are, and I now have a coming out story of my own to share with all of you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support for Nora, for myself, for our family. I'm truly blessed. Thank you. You all just witnessed a coming out story. You are now all a part of her coming out story. It's the first time she's publicly made those statements. Sacred moment. And in a time when rage, confusion, and fear, especially our reasonable responses to an overreach of unchecked power, I am so grateful today for this church, this moment, Sunday morning, at church. I'm no longer sure how the rest of my days play out, how the rest of my weeks play out. But Sunday morning at St. Luke, God is good. The moment is good. Full of blessings and joy. And soon, we will witness and be part of a baptism and the start of a new beloved life in our community. He's very eager to get up here, I see that. <laughs> Hi, Simon. And is there any more perfect expression of love than a mixed family of intergenerational community affirming compassion and support 
for a new child of a young family? What other, where else would you see such an expression of love? What a gift for our world. Where else would we see the promises of extended family and friends? For the wholehearted, hopeful, and public dedication of parents. What gifts we witness and partake of here. Soak them in. May they sustain us for the days and weeks and months to come. Because here, my soul is perfected in love. I am offered a chance, we all are offered a chance to practice and experience perfected love, which drives out fear. Any fears of what will happen to Simon are not present in this moment. Only joy. Only joy and hope with a world and a lifetime ahead of him. For fear has no place here. There is no fear in his heart right now. Though his parents may wish it occasionally. <laughs> but fear takes no root in this space. It is cast away easily. And when in this moment, when we just shared a holy and sacred moment that will never happen again, She's come out now. It's never going to happen again. Unique moment right here. Laura Elliott, proud to call you my wife, came out, claimed her authentic self, renounced all fear, and lovingly embraced us with her full truth. You may never see another coming out again. You might experience another one in your life. You might even be considering if it's worth doing after all these years of living in the closet. It is, and you can always reach out to me first. Every good coming out story starts with the first. So in a few moments, we're going to get another blessing. The baptism of Simon Staples. And a couple weeks ago, you know, I said gratitude helps us navigate grief. I made that statement a few weeks ago. And it works, folks. It works. In a time of great grief, may we perfect our hearts with a grateful love that flows out from us. Out from that holy spark within us. Sustaining redeeming, perfecting our hearts to remake our world anew, perfected in love. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, 
and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.